I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen, and we're live on a wednesday ready to do some podcasting find us everywhere you get podcasts look in the show notes we have a live show coming up september the 9th 3 p.m downtown charlotte night theater we love to see all your faces there we're seeing you can get virtual tickets you can get in-person tickets we're seeing the the sales totals every day like we get a couple more tickets sold and it's getting exciting to see everybody have something special planned that everybody's gonna be like, oh my God, I wish I had been there. So make sure you're there, okay? Um, in addition to that, we have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not just any old day here, Mm-mm. all right? Um, <laughs> we got a guest. Today's guest is content creator, uh, reviewer, influencer, nerd commentator, and all around dope person, Fantastic Frankie. What's going on? What's up? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so nervous. I don't what? know why. Don't be. Because I've been on podcasts with Rod before. Mm-hmm. And like, every time he speaks, it's so well founded. And <laughs> it sounds so smart. And I'm like, I hope I sound this smart. Honestly, guys. Frankie, this, <laughs> this is going to be a love fest because I oh. feel the same way about you. I, I follow you on Instagram. I always see your videos. I, the only reason I don't leave a lot of comments is because I don't like arguing on, on social media. But I always like see your videos. I always think you have like such good takes and they're so funny and you're so like you do this so well. And you really make look like being the center or the focal point of a lot of like nerd discussions you make it seem so easy like you you do a really good job so i mean you're killing i appreciate it yeah i it's funny a lot of people i this guy just commented i was gonna make a video about it but then i had to come here um about like how problematic i was and i was like this is an interesting take to consider me problematic when one i only talk about fictional characters like i've never like started internet beef right but i was like let's really dive into like what it means to like highlight you know set sexism and racism in the things that we look at and for that to be viewed as problematic i i mean i speak harshly but i'm from new york so this is like the nicest i can i can word (laughs) it like i work i i work really hard to sound nice and people be like you're so mean um (laughs) Well, you are, I mean, first of all, I, like, I realized this when I was introducing you. When I was picking my internet name, I should have went with something that had, like, something cool before my name. Because being introduced as Fantastic Frankie, like, every time we say your name, we're calling you Fantastic. Like, I should have went with, like, I should have went with, like, Really Cool Rod or something. And then people (laughs) would be like, oh, it's Really Cool Rod. That way, even when people are mad at you, they could be like, oh, man, I really think, fantastic frankly is problematic and they're like but you just called her fantastic, fantastic. like i, 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 I don't get it <laughs> what's happening here no i never thought about that but you're right and it's like um you know that kevin hart special where they're like mm. you're trying to be mad with a baby yes um and like you're like yelling but you're putting it that's how it feels like sometimes like they're like yelling and then they're talking about this whimsical name <laughs> what was what was the origin of the name fantastic frankie like what, what made you go with that 
Um, honestly, I went to Ghana um, a while back and I was on a bus telling my friends that I was going to start this page. And one of them said it. We were talking about Fantastic Four and mm. they're like, yeah, like Fantastic Frankie. Like we're talking about kind of making it like a superhero name. Yeah. And uh, one of my homegirls on the bus like kind of blurted it out. Um, and I was like, yo, that's lit. And mm. I just, from then on, I was really committed to like alliteration and it, F is actually a good, a really good yeah. letter too. There's a lot of F words. Fantastic. Uh, Frankie, the fanboy fighter. I mean, it's a, it's got a whole uh, moniker to it. I feel like yeah. once you read that sentence, you know, everything you're going to get, you know, it's all there. What got you into nerdum? Like, what is that thing that like sparked you? Were you like, this is, this is my thing. Oh, I started when I, before I could determine if I liked it or not. So my dad is a big um, nerd and um, my parents are divorced. So when I was growing up, that was how we would connect. We were going to cons back when cons were just like, um, you know, rooms with comic book creators and stuff like that. Um, you know, there are pictures of me like strapped to his chest and we're like looking at merch or getting, uh, figurines. And so I, I think initially I'd started it. It's funny. We always say like, we're not doing this for men, but I think initially I did start my fandom because of a man, uh, which is funny, but, um, I really didn't feel a need to fight for my fandom until I, expressed it without him around and I got to see how that was like like without him guiding what I was reading um without him moderating the people that I was around and seeing the visceral response that I got I think it kind of um incited this kind of fire in me to be like I'm gonna advocate for women who look like me I'm gonna really go in and put a lens over what I'm looking at and for a long time, I was doing it privately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I was like, let me just start because we're the black women. I need more yeah. of them out here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I agree. It's one of those things where for a long time, I kind of rejected nerd and nerdum. We have a podcast called The Nerd Off. And I remember when we first started the podcast. It was kind of a running joke, but it was serious about how I did not call myself a nerd. I was like, no, because it has such a, just growing up, it has such a negative connection and root and foundation to it. that I was like, no, I'm not that. But then I would turn around and get mad about RPGs and turn around and be using Mm -hmm. all types of phrases and words that you, you know, unless you're kind of in the world. And also it's one of those things where being intimidated by the fact that, and a lot of this comes from misogyny, Men don't have to know shit about shit, but they can just talk in general and everything's fine and nobody questions them. But the second a woman or any other walks into the room, it beca- it literally becomes a nerd off. How much do you know? Do you know that like they want to check your credentials? And I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. So since I don't know, what, why am I here? You know, if yeah. I would be questioned to death and not have well, an answer. I think it's interesting because one, a lot of times you did know. So it's like you're saying you don't know stuff and then you go on like an epic... 10 minute rant about <laughs> Nintendo and why it's fucked up that they keep selling us the same games it every is. time they come out with a new console. Yes. And then people be writing in and be like, oh my God, that was so awesome what Karen said. And it was, oh, she's that's such a nerd rant. And I'm mad about it too. And I'm glad somebody finally said it. And then if you ask Karen at the time, she'd be like, but I'm not a nerd, you know? And no. I think um, the thing I was 
said at the time, I think, is also nerd changed in our lifetime. We're old enough to where nerd mm-hmm. used to mean like social outcast. And then nerd kind of changed uh, like between because it became pop culture. Now it just means like someone who's really into something. Like people even use things that like sports is for is for cool people supposedly you can be a sports nerd right that's that's how far nerd has come where and as a mm-hmm. as not a pejorative it's like a pat on the back like oh he's a big sports nerd and you're like huh that that doesn't feel like he's gonna get his books thrown in the mud like me but uh sure good for you you know i'm glad that it came across so i think those two things um combined to like make it seem like to you like this is a bad thing to label yourself or be called or I don't have the authority to call myself this but you have to realize there are so many people who are known to be nerds who give their opinions and they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about that, that's and no, true. there's no test there's no yeah. badge there's no authority right. they're just claiming it right and once you know that there's just no reason to run from that label but it, I, I agree with you Karen it's Disproportionate. I can have panels, but green screen while I'm talking about a comic book and they'll be like, you never read it. And then I'd be like, well, what did you get out of it when you read it? And they'd be like, well, I didn't read it. I just know that's wrong. (laughs) And I'm like, to feel that comfortable. I I agree. I want that gall. Like, do you guys remember that video with that white boy? And he's losing it. He's like, "Um, she it's about Glenda the Good Witch. And she's like, she's a princess. Like, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. And he's like going hard. Um, I saw a clip where Tosh.0 had brought him on and was like, actually, she's a witch. She's not a princess. And he starts explaining why. And he said, actually, I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. And I was like... And see, that's not funny. That's the shit that's not funny. It'll make you want to burn the motherfucker down because you're like, anything that I know, I know it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, 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 I actually, I enjoy it. Like, I am somebody that will spend hundreds of hours playing on a nintendo console i've had multiple consoles so for somebody like me to go on a rant i was like i actually know what i'm talking about because i have invested and like i said just because you have a penis you can swing it around and everybody says it's okay anything other than that just doesn't have the authority and then i'm gonna challenge you on everything and i think for me it's very frustrating and one thing i love about my husband is that we both are nerds and Mm -hmm. so it's it's uh it's very comfortable. I don't have to worry about being challenged I, because there are things that they are quote unquote simple games, but I'm really good at it. That he'll try to play and he'll be like, I don't know how to fuck you do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm Ooh. like, well, oh, it's simple, beep beep beep, because I've literally just spent hours. Well, it's just, just you'll, on it. you'll you'll self deprecate like the like she'll be like, I, I like really simple games and da da da. And I try to play like Elder Ring. Yeah, I try to play fucking uh, Stardew Valley, nigga. That shit is like it's more complicated than just actual life. Like, just <laughs> I'd rather that? just log off and go pay my rent oh, and no! figure out like <laughs> try to figure out Google calendars. It's just it's so much, and, and it's like she'll come in while I'm just because <laughs> Stardew Valley is a cozy game. Yes. So what I would do is I would just wake up, do like one task for the day. And then I go back to bed. And if you go to bed in the game, it fast forwards time to the next day where you can do new shit. Right. And she's like, why are you going to bed? And I was like, I planted my thing. She's like, uh, you're not going to go to the mines. Uh, you're not going to do that. I was like, okay, what the fuck is this game? I got to go fishing now. This is just life. 
with more steps. So I went more, yeah. Right. And and my main point being like, I I'm not saying it to say I'm not challenging the idea that men have such a audacity right. and, and mm-hmm. challenge women and LGBTQ people and stuff. That's not my right. point. My point that I'm trying to convey is these niggas don't know what the fuck they talking about. And yeah. so they just talk the loudest with the most authority, right. but they really don't know shit. I can't Mm-mm. stress enough how many times I've gotten into a conversation with a dude that had a very strong opinion. And within a few minutes, you're just like, I don't think this motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Like, right. I don't think you read this book. I don't think you played this game. I don't think you watched this movie. I don't think you know about the lore of this other thing, which is right. why you're so fucking mad. And, and I think if other people could just completely understand that part then it's like fuck these people it's not intimidating at all mm-hmm. I'll fight that's these true niggas. yeah so we should start swinging our dicks yes, yes. you know what I mean yes. our clits or whatever yeah <laughs> honestly I think I think y'all doing too much because y'all actually know what y'all talking about I think y'all should start talking on shit y'all don't know about like show up to the fucking like if you don't follow the Ooh. NFL just show up and be like I, you know what I've been thinking about it 49ers the best and everybody be like no they're not da, 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 da. it's yeah. like I don't need to know the details you just threw at me. Fuck it. I got opinions on everything now. I love that. <laughs> You're that right. You start, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to just start talking <laughs> randomly <laughs> about One Piece. Right. Uh, <laughs> and things I don't know about and just be like, I saw this commercial and it got me angry. Why yeah. is a man screaming? Right. I gotta, I gotta. Right. A sweet, swing a titty in the air. We gotta. We gotta close this chat. Right. Gotta do something. We gotta do something. So what was, so like, okay, you were uh, secretly a person that was like advocating for all types of stuff in Nerdum. But you said a couple of years ago, you were like, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna be out here. What was the impetus? And then how did you, when you said be out here, what did that look like? Was it social media tweets? Was it, when did it turn to videos? Like, what did that turn into you for? Yeah. Um, so I used to be one of those big people who like always watched everything. Like if I consumed any piece of media, I'd run immediately to YouTube and watch like film theory, um, Blurred Without Fear, mm. CinemaSins, like all this stuff. And I was like, dang, I wish they would touch on these points. And I'm like, they're not because Ernie's a man or, you know, like all these people are not me and they're not from my community. They're not going to do it. So I had what I called like an Issa Rae moment where I was like, before I turn 30, I need to like do this myself and like just try it with a phone. Um, so I, you know, started filming stuff on my iPhone. I I still got my original videos up y'all on YouTube garbage uh and i just was talking about like random stuff i think i Mm -hmm. talked about uh the joker being on the train with me because Mm -hmm. someone like airdropped a dick pic to to me on the train and i was just like how insidious that was to like airdrop someone named francis not knowing Mm -hmm. if that's an older white lady a white man or whatever just being like dick pic Mm -hmm. uh and then not look at, I don't know, whatever. Um, and then like talking about like Piccolo being black and stuff. And I did it on YouTube and on Instagram. And it really, I really started to grow, particularly on Instagram. Um, and then when COVID hit, it gave me the opportunity to really explore creating videos to learn more. I was able to like apply for some grants and then move into like the full-time territory. And that really gave me the freedom to like push out comics that I'm reading that are not Marvel or DC right. to highlight things and and to 
I think at this point I've established a, a fan base in such a way that I can talk about what I want to talk about and not have to fight battles alone. And I think that's like my biggest accomplishment now that I can, you know, speak and advocate and like know that I won't be alone anymore, you know? Yeah, I see in the comments, like whenever there's a debate or something, you got your people that, that like got your back, you know? Cause there's, there's always gonna be like trolls. There's also gonna be people that just right. disagree, you know, that, and I think when you do content that is like, listen, we're gonna argue, you know, but we're gonna try to keep it fun, not argue like toxically. Right. You're gonna have people, of course, that come in that are argumentative and, and if they get the vibe, then it's, it's all good that they disagree. And if they don't get the vibe, I've seen the people jump in on in the comments and I love it. Like I've like honestly, sometimes I scroll and I'm like, damn, this is a fucked up comment. And I get ready to say something. It's like, oh no, six people already said so, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to you. And it feels good. And I, I still I still try my best to interact with the comments. Yeah. I think that's the biggest draw to my page is that like I do fight, I do interact, I do talk crazy. And a big part of that is because like why not? Like, why? I want you personally to know that I think you suck. Um, <laughs> if I have the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I, I don't think your opinion is correct. Or to explain myself, because right. particularly on TikTok and Instagram, I only have a minute and a half to right. get my pieces out there. So it's like, you know, there are things that I leave out or I don't have time to put in. So when people ask questions, you know, I want to answer it or clarify if people feel like, um, it's incorrect or they don't understand where I'm coming from. It also helps make more content and make the content yeah. better, right? Because sometimes someone can have a point that you didn't bring up or a counterpoint to your point and you're like, I got a counterpoint to that point. Or, hey, you just made my point sharper. Let me explain how I worked in what you said into my premise. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it helps in that angle too. Um, how do you go how do you keep yourself from crossing the line because i feel like me as a one of the reasons i don't fight on the internet is because i want to win too bad mm -hmm. and i you know it's like an alcoholic thinking they can have one sip like and then next thing you know i'm like and also i just google joe mama you know so i don't <laughs> i don't <laughs> so i have to be careful so like how do you keep that part of yourself from going too far uh i think well the biggest thing is the people who say the worst things will never say it from a page in which I could draw. Okay. Um, but I also have to consider my audience and I try to be considerate because like me being from uptown, my immediate response is to cipher, is to cipher like to, to mm. talk about someone, their appearance and things like that. And I'm like, that's not fair to people who may right. uh, resemble the person that I'm talking about. Right. You know, I want to be like Drew, uh, what's her name? Drew Afulo, that girl mm. who giggles and like, yeah. Like, you know, I want to be like that, but I'm like, that's not fair to the people who aren't in my comments right. talking crazy, who look like this. So I think that's one piece, um, not not speaking like that. And I think also they always say something to me when we're talking that I'm like, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, they're going to stay in this and so why would right. I waste more time? Right. Um, and, and that you know, revenge should be more than $20. And that includes how much is $20 <laughs> worth your time. True. Um, so I, I think that's a big piece too, is like, and I also know they want me to talk to them. Yes. So I'm like, you're they looking for attention. attention. 
it's gone. Right. So, um, but now I'm glad we have the chairs. I just throw chairs at them on the, I put the chair emoji. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I got a chair emoji, let's go. Yeah, they got regular wood chair emojis. Right. And I've been DMing, if you guys on here could help me in my cause tweet, DM Apple. We to need add folding chairs. Chair, correct. Yes. To the emoji list. It cannot yes. be difficult. Come on uh, now. Y'all got everything Fold else. It. Come through. Fold it. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. I need to talk to somebody somewhere, but please, we need that so I can throw those. Because I used to throw tomatoes, corn, so they mm. knew they were corny, or violins if they're like, <laughs> sometimes guys would be like, um, oh, yeah. you know, there's no safe space for us anymore. I'm like, what? No who who will think of the straight men, Karen? Who who will think of us? Okay, let I guess let he without <laughs> the something toss the first stone, something I don't know. It's it's just you know poor us. All the women are getting the shows now. I was looking at Ahsoka. Where am I in Ahsoka? Yeah. Everybody, it's all women. How can you look up to that? I've only had thirty seven years of Star Wars with men. And now, and, and now women have have talking parts. How dare it's, they? It's awful. It's awful. I remember Assassin <laughs> Creed, the yeah. one in Greece, yeah. had a female protagonist. Yes, and they had to, which means these coders and this company put in millions of dollars worth of work mm -hmm. to include mm -hmm. the option to choose a male, mm -hmm. because there's no way Assassin's Creed, this huge right. property, could sell the game and get a, a good ROI for their investors if it was woman-led. So wow. Yes, yes. And, spe and, and not, not to get off topic, and speaking of that, and one of my gripes with Nintendo, I fucking love Zelda. Mm. Why hasn't Zelda been Zelda? It's always mm. Link. And it was, always it was bought up one time, and I think the people was like, well, nobody would buy it. I was like, bitch, I would. I would love, I would love for something to happen and Zelda have to go through the process to go get Link. The fuck he in the game? It is wild. Is, uh, is Zelda, does she have hands? Uh, she, I, 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 I mean, I she could, know. but you, we'll never know. We'll never we'll guess know. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 matter of fact, I wonder if she's in, um, she's got to be in Super Smash Bros. or something. So mm -hmm. she probably do got hands. I'm about to look that up. I yeah, bet Zelda. I was, I was, I was because, like, the Google coming up right yeah, now. Because that, that, that's, that's one of my personal gripes as somebody Zelda is a playable character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So that oh, right she there, she got hands. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she about. got the hands. Yeah. I mean, if you hey. can do it for Pri Princess Peach in the new Mario movie, you can do it for Zelda. I don't get it. Right. Yeah, it is wild. And, it, and like the idea, I mean, look, they could be right. They could be wrong. I, I doubt they're right. But think about this. The idea that the new Zelda game is going to get game of the year, it seems from everybody. Mm-hmm. But their idea is like, but if it starred actual Zelda, people wouldn't even play it, which is like super wild to even conceive of um, it, it, as a concept. It, it, and it doesn't make sense. But like this, I, and I know this was a quote unquote be a compromise. I wouldn't even mind if you do like a lot of games do now where you can switch between the two characters. Right. How one's in one place, mm -hmm. one's in another place, and they're kind of trying to get to each other. Mm -hmm. Like they get separated or something like that. More games are starting to do that where you get to a certain point or did you can change over or some, some games have where you can change back and forth like at, right. at, at the drop of a hat. Like you can still integrate her into the games, but they're just opting just not to. And I do not understand. Um, I, I, yeah. I will say this. Now I feel like these white men are spitting about 
having to see themselves to enjoy something. Because mm-hmm. now that I have the option with some games to create a character that mm-hmm. looks exactly like me yep. to go through the the you know the game, it takes me away when I got to be some man. Right. I'm like, dang, I was just in Baldur's Gate being <laughs> a CD from Brooklyn, right. chopping up people dressed like Meg the Stallion. I, I went back. <laughs> so I was like, this is how white men feel. And now they got to play games with colors. They got to learn, <laughs> learn to make room. But that's the thing. We know how they, we know how they feel because we've also played for years as not ourselves. Right. And we managed to make it work. So I feel like the y'all can make it work. End. I believe in you white people. I believe in y'all more than y'all believe in yourself. I believe you could pick up a video game. It could be a black protagonist and you can still play that whole game and have fun. Yes. I think it's possible. I, I used to make up stuff. Like I remember I thought Angelina Jolie was Latina forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> and I remember thinking the progress of having mm. uh, Angelina Jolie play Laura Craft mm. and to have this mm. Latina play Laura Craft. And I, and I remember I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, she's white, yeah. very white. And I was like, how white? And he was like, like her dad is a Ku Klux member. <laughs> and I was like, dang, oh, no. yeah. she's not Cuban. Well, she would have been like, least. she would have been like a Latina. I think she would have went by like Angelina Jolie. Angelina she would have had to put the. She would have had to put it out there with a little twist on it. We were like, oh, okay, okay, I see what you're doing, sis. I see that spicy white. I see yeah. what you're doing. I remember we did a for all nerds mm-hmm. podcast, and you said um, it was the one with Multiverse of Madness, and the names you had picked up were so good. You did like America Chalupa or something, and you did no African American Chatter and Sorcerer Chalupa Supreme. And I was like, this guy's a pro. <laughs> this guy's a pro. Uh, uh, shout out to four our nerds man that's that's actually how i got introduced to frankie uh they always have like so many cool people on Mm -hmm. and it's always introducing me to to folks from all different walks of life life and stuff and uh that was actually like why i started following you on instagram and twitter and all that stuff because i was like oh a cool person you know um i uh, I met ben uh when i first started my page he was like my first celebrity meet and I saw him, I walked up to him and I said absolutely nothing. I kept on walking. I froze. I froze. And so like a month or two later, I've gotten enough notoriety for them to ask me to join their podcast. But between that time, I'd met uh, Tatiana with uh, Karima and I told her that story. I was like, yo, I met Ben. And she was like, what did you say? Like, how was it? I was like, I said absolutely nothing. I froze. And they were just laughing at me. But I was like, yo, yeah, cool. Ben is so approachable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So another thing. So you start your your journey. um, You know, what platforms did you pick as like? to get out there. Cause I heard you say YouTube, you know, I'm very familiar with you on like Instagram. I know you had like TikTok. like, how did you pick your platforms and like, what was most, the most successful for you? Um, so YouTube, I had started because that just seemed natural. Like I said, um, that's where I was receiving all this content. And then when I started with Instagram, it was half and half, like IGTV was just starting to get launched. Mm. Um, and so I was doing pictures to drive them to my YouTube. Um, but then IG just started to explode and YouTube wasn't. Right. Um, so I started focusing more of my energy on my IG. 
And then I was able to get more grants from IG. Technically now, my TikTok is my biggest platform. It's where I have the most followers. But I think my most loyal base and my most engagement comes from Instagram. Like, um, it, it's just more of a conversation. I prefer it. Um, even though TikTok, I know it's easier to go viral. It's nonsense. Mm. Or it's easier to get followers. But those a lot of those followers just follow you randomly and right. never look at they never engage right. again. Yeah. How do you being a content creator and with the multiple different platforms, was it easy to adjust because each one requ- uh, requires a different muscle because we took our name on TikTok, but I don't got the TikTok brain. Like I'm like right. I'm good. like it's like you you have to the way TikTok is you have to consistently put things out there. They have to be short like like you it's like a algorithm. And so I kind of hadn't figured it out. So for somebody who's big on there, how did it, was it hard to adjust to the multiple platforms and trying to push all your product out to all these multiple platforms? You know, well, right now, because I'm focusing mostly on TikTok and Instagram, it's the same. I just keep my videos to the maximum amount of reels, which is like a minute and a half. And then I just repost it to TikTok. So in that aspect, that's how I keep time saving, but I do want to move to YouTube right? because there is so much more I want to say and so many details I leave out in my analysis. But to your point, it is an adjustment. When I was on YouTube, I can make a five, 10 minute video right. and just go on and on and on. But that would take me all week. And I was dropping one video a week versus like now I'm dropping them daily right? Um, where I just need to find B-roll and stuff to green screen so yeah it's a different muscle but i will say that tiktok and instagram prime me to be more entertaining because you have to grab in people in those first three seconds mm-hmm. and that taught me and primed me on like how do i capture people um who are mindlessly scrolling um so doing things like starting with my thesis um, figuring out how to word it where like my first sentence matters so much. Mm. Um, and I could still bleed that over to uh, TikTok and it, not TikTok, YouTube when I start to work there. But I think the only difference would be I could explain more. So the middle right. part where I'm in the guts, I'm talking about things. I can now really get into detail why I believe this and stuff like that. So I do want to go to YouTube. I just got to, you know, it's the aspect ratio that's killing me the most. And the Mm -hmm. editing, I'd have to film one for TikTok and then film one for YouTube so that I can get that aspect ratio and get the timing, you know, I mean, sky's the limit, but yeah. And how, how long does it take you to edit a video? Like, you know, because I've seen like different, you have different kinds of videos. Like some is like the green screen kind of background where like this is the thing I'm talking about. And, you know, maybe you're switching backgrounds every once in a while to be like, and, and here's a different page of this comic or here's different artwork or whatever. Like how long does it take you to upload something like that versus I saw your latest video on Instagram that was like you had a little robot like back. Oh, yeah, my little ad. Yeah, yeah. that's the like, best case scenario for an ad. Yeah. Uh, because like most people don't know it's an ad. So people are yelling at me. Like, I can't believe you spent that much money. I'm like, first of all, if I did, that's not your business. But two, <laughs> it's an ad y'all yeah. be real. <laughs> but, I mean, it's um, hashtag ad, you know, like, like it's in there. <laughs> read the caption, everyone. <laughs> right. But you know what? I, and I pride myself on making ads that don't feel like ads. Because right. I know myself, if I'm like, 
immediately this is an ad i'm right. scrolling so i try to make it bleed into no like, i definitely thought you were flexing on us which is why i read the caption and then i was like oh okay it's like an ad yeah. it's like a flex but an ad i liked it yeah thank you um but yeah um those type of videos mm -hmm. because i had to shoot in multiple locations shooting it would take like an hour or two and editing it was short because i just mm -hmm. had to put it put in the clips and then do a voiceover um for the green screen ones, I think pulling the panels and thinking about what I'm going to say, if I add all that time up, it probably takes me around an hour, hour and a half mm. to do a like one minute and 30 second video. Wow. Um, and then when I was doing like longer videos for YouTube, where I was editing, I was using DaVinci Resolve and stuff, I was probably, I was using around... Uh, I want to say it was about four to five hours it would take me um, to like record, to write all my thoughts down. Um, I would write, I think I still have them. Oh, there's somewhere. I would write my entire script out. Mm. And so I had to read, the script would take time and stuff. And now I just kind of just talk yeah, randomly right. and hope I get all my, I, I, I may write, write a sentence, right. uh, especially, yeah, especially music, movie reviews. Oh man, I watch movies multiple times before I talk about it. Yeah. So the first time I watch it blind, and then maybe after I'll write some key points. And then the second time I talk to the people, and then I have my phone out and I like type like thoughts that I have as I go. So those give me like enough juice. Like normally mm. a sentence or so, like the high evolutionary not respecting meth will be like, this is a whole <laughs> video, you know, like things like that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it varies for the most part, but no, never more than like four hours. Okay. Wow. But that is a lot of work. Cause I think people see a one minute video and they just think that was all there was to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially like as a individual creative, right. And um, not, don't have a team. Well, it's, I mean, you could have a team that's not necessarily like, but I mean, it doesn't matter that you're an individual if you're on the same thing that like IGN is on and right. that uh, New Rock Stars is they on. The same People expect to scroll to you and feel that same level of quality, even if it's not fair. So I, to me, I hear four hours, never more than four hours to make a video, but I'm like, four hours, that's, that's a good chunk of work. That's mm -hmm. like, that. there's a reason that those videos are so good because when I see your videos, I'm always like, Wow, it's well edited. It doesn't. It feels like there's no uh, fat on it. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's like point, 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 point. Boom! I'm out. You know, if I'm talking about something, the picture's right there for you to see it. Like it's. You know, if there's a someone leaves a whack ass comment, it's like here's the comment they left. Here's what I'm saying about the comment. You know, uh, there can be like captions. There's a bunch of stuff that you do that I'm like, you know, these. This is really like professional. It's it's work. It's you know. Mm -hmm. Even if, uh, you know, it's even if it might not feel like work or maybe you've gotten used to it. I'm like, oh, man, she's a hard she's working hard out there. Mm -hmm. No, I work, I work pretty hard. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I'm hoping to definitely get the notoriety um, at this point to be like in the same breath as IGN or new rock stars. I mean, that obviously is going to come with the team. Right. Um, but that's definitely where I market and where I push. Cause like I said, I do it full time. And so I market it as a package. This is full funnel work that right. you as Marvel, you as Warner brothers, I work with Warner brothers a lot. Mm -hmm. You guys can put this content on your page and it'll blending seamlessly with what you have. It's like, what if you were to do this, but then it's still, um, What's the word? Raw enough that people feel like this is meant for social media. This is not 
in a in a like you know right. studio or something. Are you ever and, tempted to have like a hot take that's controversial on purpose just to go viral, like to be like, yeah, man, I just need thing. to get these, I just need to get these clicks today, uh, you know, and then boom, here's my opinion on something. I I think naturally my my stuff just feels to the masses hot, so I never really I know it's gonna, and and I think it's more like. I have to reel myself back in mm. some of my intrusive thoughts, right? Mm. So even like that video that I went super viral for, which was about uh, Miguel O'Hara being racist, right? Yes. I would. The video initially was about him being an allegory for a cop. Mm. Uh, and then I said, the racism is easier to swallow. The, just the blatant racism is easier to swallow because it was so blatant in the dialogue and the mm. fact that they chose Miguel O'Hara over like Madam Webb. Mm. And also because anyone who knew anything about Miles Morales as a character understood that that dialogue was coming from fans who didn't accept Miles mm. because he didn't follow the canon and the and because he was black. So I was like, let me tone it down. And I do that. And even when I tone it down, it's considered like insanely wild. And so I don't really need it. Even, even with that same point, when I posted it, I was like, I'm seeing all these parodies about Miguel being racist. So clearly this is a theme that we all know and see, and it, it won't be that hot of a take. I think we're all going to laugh. I, not laugh, but I thought we were right. all going to mm -hmm. go into a conversation about racism within our community. Um, and, it, you know, obviously some men got a hold of it and called me uh, racist myself and who weren't even Latino, which is crazy. Uh, and so I was like, you know, I, whenever I'm like, I want to do something for clouds, like I don't need to, because right. the fact that I'm a woman, if I'm talking about something that it is something that you have to use your head to think about, it's going to be a, a smoking hot take. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm, if I'm not attacking, but I'm critiquing something that's loved for a long time. Like I remember I talked Okay, you guys would actually, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, Go ahead. My mom, my mom is on Hinge and she went on a date. This is like last year or something. She went on a date with this guy and when she, she went to the crib, you know, the date went well and he had like some Captain America stuff up. So naturally she's like, yo, my daughter, uh, she's like a big time creator. You should check her stuff out here. Um, and she gives him his my page and on it I'm talking about Danny Rand not Iron Fist but mm -hmm. how Danny Rand being white is like problematic I don't, I don't like that he should be Asian and how you could still be a fit like Asian people are not all from Asia like right. a lot of them grew up here have you ever right. been to San Francisco blah 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 and they could have that same fish out of water theme and it'd be even more tragic mm -hmm. considering that Danny Rand is at least half Asian right mm -hmm. boom so that's the video. My my mom's uh, date sees the video, goes on a full rant, forgets I'm her daughter. It's like, who the fuck does this bitch think she is? And they just go off and off and off. She's like, you're talking about my daughter. Um, and it was just so interesting to me that like a black man could be so offended for me mm. to advocate for diversity and to talk about the white, the white uh, savior trope about this right. white man being the best at this ancient uh, Asian art and how weird that is. And I was like, I'm not, and when she told me that story, I was like, I never got to work hard yeah. to think about a, a subject. I just have to think about things that are in my mind when I'm reading these things. Mm -hmm. And the, the, it's gonna be, 
it's gonna spark this reaction because I'm saying it right. and I don't fit what they fit. Because I've seen men re regurgitate what I say and right. people are like, wow, you're spitting. You're right. so profound. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> ironic too because that means he was sounding like Miguel O'Hara. Uh, right. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Like he went full circle moment right there. He went full circle. Man. Oh man. And, and, I wonder if he follows me. Yeah. She never told me his name. Obviously, she never saw him again because that's a huge red flag, right? Yeah. When, when you... Like even if he did know that was the daughter, I mean, I and what do you, <laughs> yeah, what do you say after that? Like anyway, so you still want a nightcap? Like no, right. So you want another drink of wine? It's right. time for me to go. You lost right. your temper right. over the, the Iron Fist, the, right? The, the, Who, whose the, favorite comic is the Iron Fist? And, 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 right. And, and and not to get off topic, men Danny are Rand. men are so fucking stupid. You talk yourself out of pussy all the goddamn time. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up and look cute and look good and smile and shit like that. You saying dumb shit and then you want bitches don't want to fuck me. No, nobody want to fuck you because you know you going you saying stupid shit to make the hoes mad and then wonder why the hoes don't stay. It Scaring don't make no hoes. sense. Scaring the hoes. And, and there's actually and I've been meaning to, but I just wanted a break from the negativity. But mm. I've been seeing this like trend where people are talking about. You know, these nerdy girls didn't exist when I grew up. I was like, first of all, clearly you've never been to any of the events because you're telling me that not, or are you not reading the comics that are written by like Arthea, uh, Althea Martinez or Stephanie Williams or all these black women who were in the space, whatever. Um, But second, I'm like, y'all was scaring us. Like, why would we we want to be here? Exactly. And also like Uh, a lot of them don't, they think they want to be with a nerd but they don't really because like then they would lose their authority as the nerd in the relationship when it comes to nerd shit and they care more about that than the actual conversation or engagement or somebody that has opinions you know we in this house we got a fucking xbox in their room two or three playstations because uh she's a nerd too so that means some days you walk in that room and you're like fuck i guess i'm on the other tv right that's what it's really like it's not they they kind of want like the um the cred or the clout of being like, I have a woman who's pretty and in the nerd stuff, but they they don't really yeah. want an actual like person they respect to to be in the nerd stuff because a lot of them are toxic even with other dudes. Right? They see the culture as like a very aggressive, argumentative, like like I need to dominate you type of culture, and it's like, well that that's not really inclusion for real. Like, no, it's you, not. I'm not saying people can't debate and stuff, but there's a level of like. I need to dominate you with my opinion. Yeah. And then when you add that into like gender dynamics and dating and shit, like don't nobody want to be around that shit. Nobody want to be I, around that. And, 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 and also I think for me, uh, I remember this was years ago. I think I want to say it was like, a, I forgot which Xbox 360 when we, when we got it. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to, I, cause I would play, but this is before I got like my own gamer tag and all that stuff. So I used to consistently play under Roderick's name. And so I forgot that when I play, you would, you know, you just years ago, you go online, everything would be up underneath him. And when I would play, all of a sudden, you would get like messages, hey, bro, 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 why, why, why you playing Fable, bro? Like, like, I, like <laughs> stuff like that would just start popping up in his thing. It wasn't Fable, it was Viva Pinata. Yeah, Viva Pinata. <laughs> That's right, Viva Pinata. I fucking love Viva Pinata. I want Viva Pinata 3 to come out soon. Shout, shout, shout out to that RIP. <laughs> like, it's one, of my, it's one of my favorite things. I know it's silly, but I fucking love Viva Pinata. I play both versions. Xbox 360. But anyway, so I would get like, he would get like pings. 
And I would be like, baby, I think I need my own gamer tag. I'm tired of them, you know, talk, you know, basically talking about me thinking it's you basically right. questioning your manhood. Like, like, like if, if, if he want to play it, why, why is it a problem? Right. Yes. He said, they think he's scaring the hoes too. <laughs> he's scaring the, he's scaring the I, hoes I, in the house. <laughs> I, right. I think the biggest issue is there's a level of authority and intelligence that I think is associated with this community. And so I think men get afraid that like, if we join this space, we're going to take over right. and dominate them. And now this is the only space where they could like be themselves, be truly, you know, manly. And now we're taking over it. We're asking them to be inclusive, all that jazz. I remember in college when I was still a like um, undercover nerd, yeah, closet nerd. I went on a date to see Captain America Winter Soldier. It's my favorite movie. Oh, um, and I'm watching with this guy. He doesn't know obviously that I right. read any comic books and we're talking about it and he's uh spewing nonsense. Oh, uh, you know, it's spewing too, nonsense. Right? Like, and so I'm sitting here, it reminds me if you guys ever see Mean Girls when Lizzie Lohan is pretending that she doesn't know math. Mm -hmm. That's how I was the whole movie. I ended up going to see the movie the next day, matinee by myself. Because uh, wow. he ruined it, right? How, what was he, he doing? What was he doing? Uh, he was just explaining the lore to me, but oh. the lore was incorrect. So he was talking to me like uh, Captain America you know, was wildly problematic and a little racist. And I was like, Captain America's racist? And he was like, yeah, like, I wouldn't want oh, no. him at the cookout. And in my head, I was like, Captain America's the only white boy in the Right. Country. What the fuck? like, nobody else does. None of us go up for white people, but you're not going to do Steve Rogers like mm. that. I'm sorry. Not Captain America. Are the right. only white boys like at my those, cookout. Those are the two dudes that are what America tells itself it is right exactly <laughs> and that's why uh i just finished reading right now um yeah. graduation day the blue beetle comic mm -hmm. and superman is the one that's sent to him to tell him to chill and when he finds him he's fucking up elote speaking mm -hmm. spanish to his family i'm like because that's what superman is yeah wherever he's at he's gonna accept He's not going to talk about how spicy your food is. Right. He's not going to be like, can y'all speak English? He's going to learn because yeah. that's the type of man. This is, is my fucking way. problem. This is my main problem with nerd culture because a lot of the people that come to represent it, they, the thing you're trying to represent are these heroes and their ideals go directly against the shit that you're pushing back at. Like, yes. like, like uh, these heroes in the fiction that has been written would have been the ones to be the, um, to use a football analogy, they would have been the fullback, right? They would have been mm -hmm. the person in front moving everybody out the way for the other people to come through. So right. it's like, oh, we're finally getting like more diversity. That Steve Rogers going to be the first nigga like, absolutely, we're getting more diversity. What the fuck? <laughs> That, like, why, you know, when people are, like, watching, like, a, a Star Wars, which is about, like, a rebellion against a rebellion. empire that is almost uh, <laughs> almost, almost monolithically -like, white, Nazi-like, right. mm -hmm. when you see those ragtag people fighting against that, and then you get mad because it's like, but one of the most powerful people was a woman. You're like, what the fuck did you watch earlier? Why, what did this what even did connect you with you? What were you inspired by that the lesson you took from it was no girls allowed? I, I, it's, 
it's very or to be like it's getting too political when like you said the memorabilia everything the empire stands for is literally copy and paste from the nazis down to the gear to the red our band and i'm like y'all can't be this dense right and 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 also i think for me while we're on a topic one of my pet peeves and and maybe and like i said i know it's a sensitivity because i'm a woman i am so fucking sick and tired of everybody talking about comic book fatigue and movie fatigue with 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 this stuff like like i hear a lot of people say it a lot and i think a lot of people saying it just to say it i'm let me tell you why i'm sick of it because nobody was saying this when it was white people we when 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 it was steve rogers when it was thor when it was Captain America, when it was motherfucking Bucky, I heard no goddamn complaints. Like, like, ask somebody who loves these motherfuckers. I've watched all fucking 50 of these goddamn movies. Ask somebody who watched all 25 movies leading up to the Avengers. I watched them bitches. I did not hear motherfucking fatigue. But the second it opens up to women, LGBTQ, brown folks, anybody else other than a white man, I got to hear motherfuckers talk about constantly talk about fucking fatigue. Why do we get fatigue when it's somebody other than you like 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 and 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 i know that's that nerdum coming out of me and nobody really gives a fuck because it's comic books but as somebody who in real life the door always want to shut the budgets always want to get smaller when it comes to us right you know what i'm I, saying it like it's, it's very yeah. frustrating and oh, oh uh, uh, uh one, one more thing <laughs> particularly with black men i mean and 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 this one thing that pissed me off when it came to black panther Y'all got y'all motherfucking lives. I have, and I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Yo, you black boy joy all over the motherfucking place. Grown ass men crying, falling out, passing out. Lord, I finally got, I found, Lord, Lord, the child, it's, it's my turn. I got my shit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You got your shit, okay? But the second, if you read the fucking comics, Black Panther was not always a man, right? Oh, okay. Am I not getting this right? The second you want to make it somebody else, all of a sudden I got to hear you motherfuckers complain about mm -hmm. it. And, and, and I got to hear y'all argue online about it. And I got to hear y'all make this fucking uproar about it. You got your shit. You got your turn. Well, also, for good reason, like the real, the person who played it died. Like they didn't have a lot of <laughs> options. It wasn't just like, we hate black men now. We want right. to, we, we want to say fuck you. Like, no, they, they made the best of a bad situation and suddenly we found the limits of the of a lot of dudes imagination it was well i i don't know how she could be doing all that she's only this small and I'm like like but, she wasn't and the thing that right. was killing me about that argument was Sherry was at every fight hands up every she fight was at every, people were like she got to learn how to fight i was like when have we seen her not fight like we see her in the last also it doesn't make sense because the smartest woman in the world it doesn't even make sense though because if you're gonna go by that all the men that played the superheroes can't do that shit either mm -hmm. if that's the point if you're like well she's so small it's like well compared to thanos so is fucking steve rogers but he took a few punches and didn't die it's not yeah. called realistic it's called superheroes we're watching niggas do shit they can't do that's what the special effects budget is for what are you so mad about oh you're mad it's a woman getting to do the thing you know it's people calling ray from star wars a mary sue and you're just like I don't think there's ever been a bigger Mary Sue than Luke. Like this nigga was just, <laughs> right. he was a farmer and end up saving the galaxy, dog. Like this is just what the fuck the genre is, but it tells a lot when where people's imagination like right. limits it. And, 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 and Karen, I go ahead. 
I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I think a piece of that superhero fatigue is because they're expecting these white stories. And so we're getting more diverse stories and we're we're shoving them through the uh, template that was created from these white Mm -hmm. superhero stories. So we want everything to look like Iron Man 1. Or Avengers, the first Avengers. I'm like, you can't make Miss Marvel look like that. Like, right. you can't make this. And and now I think, um, is this a review? I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Um, I feel like Blue Beetle is what we were asking for, right? Yeah. It's closer to what Iron Man one was mm-hmm. if he was Latino. And people were talking about it. Talk. Someone put Taco about it on it and i'm like it's they're just shoving the fact that he's latino in our face and i was like have you ever met someone of color like our ethnicity our culture is part of that but the same thing could be say about iron man he was listening to acdc he was eating he came back from being in like um being a prisoner of war and he asked for an in and out burger yeah that's the most white shit i've ever heard (laughs) That's what he wanted. I think Not there's even nothing. Cooking? Even the ending of Iron Man is like the ultimate white privilege, where he just outs himself. Like, I'm Iron and Man, everybody else. Yeah, I'm like, and it can work for him. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other heroes that be like, I can't. And then see he, so many other. And then he spits in the face of the U.S. government. The next time we right. see the beginning of Iron Man two, he's like, listen, I'm a billionaire. I lobby for all y'all in office because he didn't say yeah. this wasn't fight. All of y'all are in office because I fund y'all. The mm. gover- the economy is what it is because of me. Right. Y'all not get I said no. Right. And I'm gonna leave here. And he said, dang, we hate him. Right. That was it. And right. That's meanwhile, but- they were sending coups to a mourning country who opened up their resources. Right. They tried to steal what they they said, nah, we want some more. Yeah. And the French woman looking at her in her face, say la vie. What? I think I think it's interesting too. Because, I'm sorry, Karen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no before we move on, I was about mm-hmm. to say the thing about Shiri and 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 what trips me out about that argument. You know, she's the motherfucking smartest person on the goddamn right. earth. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like she is smarter than Iron Man. Like the shit right. that they got make Iron Man suit look like it's made out of motherfucking plastic. Right. I think. So what are we talking about? I think just in general, the people that have a huge disconnect with Black Panther too just happen to coincide to be people that have huge issues with black women i don't think it's like a coincidence i think i don't think many of them would admit to it or even see it that way but just listen to the way they talk about other topics and it's like oh you just have an issue around the idea like when you think of blackness you think of black men first and only and that's who blackness is supposed to serve right and so to have a whole movie um because to me even the first black panther is more about like black women and like the dude that happens to be the one to listen to black women is the one that motherfucking wins Mm -hmm. and the dude that happens to be like man i'll kill these black women in service of my point he's the one that loses you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and there are people that left that movie thinking that dude was a hero they you know they don't read the books they don't do the, the 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 therapy they don't they don't really do the deep level of thinking they're just looking at toys and they're like, why, where's the black boy toy? And that's the only thing they care about. But yeah, I think a lot of it, it can't be disconnected from the social issues, Mm-mm. which is my next question. Like, was there ever hesitance or is there ever hesitance 
when you're talking about stuff because I believe the general like consensus, especially before a lot of black and marginalized people started doing like social commentary, it was a lot of like stay apolitical. Hey, just talk about the book. Don't 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 let's not get into all this politics. Did you ever feel that pressure or is that something like is that a voice you had to find or did you just show up with it? Nah, I kind of just showed up with it. And I guess I did feel a little bit of pressure when I was like building my content. I remember some of my mother's coworkers was like, this is so black. But I was like, well, I, that was the entire point. I wanted right. it to be very black. And if they feel, if white people don't feel safe here, then go to film theory or whatever. Yeah, it's plenty of um, places. Yeah, but once I started realizing the bag, did not change and actually like I was getting the bag for being so steadfast nothing can stop me because I'm like I'm not losing any bags for advocating for people for being open um and yeah some black men and some white men think I'm problematic but guess what Marvel and DC don't they you know like image don't boom don't they giving me the cheese um, and so once I realized that it doesn't affect my paper, I was like, good, I could be me. Obviously I clean it up right. uh, to be palpable, right. but for the most part, I, I, I use slang. Um, I, I speak in the manner that I would with y'all right. um, and I'm open, but I'm not trying to be hurtful. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's that's given me the freedom to know that, like, I'm here to advocate. People know I'm here to advocate. The brands know I'm here to advocate, which is how I source. This is how I make my living. So right. as long as that's good, then I'm chilling, man. And even even Marvel, Marvel had me on the page after that Miguel O'Hara. So mm-hmm. while they're crying, getting their pages taken down, like one of them actually got their page taken down. They was crying about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll hear harassing me. I'm on Marvel's YouTube. Right. They see they seen the video. And also like the, the people that created that, that's the subtext they created it with. They want people to interrogate the work. So to like I don't think they got out of the movie and was like, Oh man, that's that's a shock that people think Miguel's the bad guy here and might have some might be using the same exact criticisms that people that did not want a black Spider-Man used against the black Spider-Man in the black Spider-Man movie. No, we, that was an accident. I don't know what the hell Frankie's talking about. Like <laughs> so many people worked on that. It's such a spit in the face for a movie right. that's so intentional and mm-hmm. everything from the colors they chose. Mm-hmm. Every scene is filled with Easter eggs and symbolism. So to say that that was that anything in that was a coincidence I'm like, this is not an event that happened. An event yes. could be a coincidence. A work of art, this intricate, cannot be a that, coincidence. That's down to when he got punched into the car and ran, yes. and a white woman told Miguel where it was, and he said snitch. Y'all don't think y'all, right. they had to choose how that woman looked, how that person looked in that car, who's, who he said and snitch like, to. Similarly, in like Blue Beetle, there's like allegories for like immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. like uh, so many cultural moments that like literally, if you didn't grow up in that culture, you won't get understand. it. And I, I understand as a black person what the moments look like. So I didn't even need to know like when they're like, oh, they're talking about this specific TV show. I never seen that TV show. But the fact right. that the fact that they talking about it, I'm like, oh, oh somebody with some authority here. and some power 
was of that culture and helped make this movie because that's the mm-hmm. only way that moment gets in the movie. And I just, it felt authentic because I didn't know everything. Right. I, I love Ooh. that. I love when I'm watching something I'm like, oh man, that, that seemed to be some type of inner interracial conflict right there. I don't fully get, but I kind of get because I, I know what it's like in my race. And I think there's certain people that when they feel that feeling instead of going, this is authentic, they go, I'm being left out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. right. They, and, and they leave things so you could still get it, right? Like right. in that movie, they did basically an ice raid. Mm-hmm. So they're like, just in case you don't know, we're talking about racism against mm-hmm. the Latin community. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but before then, they were making small jokes like at the yep. country club. But this woman being Brazilian, mm-hmm. I'm going to call her white, giving this man um proprietary work mm-hmm. and not considering the consequences right like stuff like that is like this is um on is, is telling a story mm-hmm. and we need to listen to what he's saying down to it, them using talk new jitsu to win right yes he said brother brother mm-hmm. you from mexico I, come on I, we, we, we get it and i was like exactly we can relate to that i'm a sucker for that oh, like anytime right. they do the like it, I guess it's the anime nerd in me, but anytime you do a like empathy swap at the end, where it's like a the bad guys fighting the good guy, but then the bad guy and the good guy kind of realize like, damn, if I had made like one different decision or one different thing that happened to me, I could be where you're at. And they're like, why are we even fighting? Every fucking time, I, you could put that in every movie. I'm be like, yeah, that's that's dumb. yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Roger gets a sucker for that. And uh, Roger, when uh, you was talking about apolitical, it's funny when people talk about comics as being apolitical. When yeah. all majority of all comics have some fun, some fun of it. You talk about the mutants. You talk, you know, you 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 talking about Everything all types of comics, shit. But you go, you can relate. You're to talking this. about a lot of stuff that was either a made by like marginalized people like jewish people and stuff that were coming out for like right. world war one and world war two being like yeah so we need to like educate everybody so this doesn't happen again right um and then right. and then on top of that like even when they try to bring in like stories of marginalized people and maybe a white person came up with the concept or something every time eventually it just gets into the hands of that type of person because mm-hmm. because you'll see in the beginning where you're like I don't think these people been to Africa. They're just writing Black Panther. And then eventually mm-hmm. some black people get a hold of it. You'd be like, now that's a motherfucking Black Panther. And so to to read that stuff, I'll just never be able to understand how many how many people are able to read that stuff and enjoy it for, I mean, literally a hundred years at this point. Mm-hmm. And there's still people who just do not get it. They just, mm-hmm. when it comes to social issues in real life, they are on the side that the the heroes in their books would be against. Yes, and it's it's like whenever I see a Punisher logo on like oh, a car, right? And you like, I know that's a racist motherfucker that wants cops to shoot the to shoot black people. The Punisher would be shooting those cops. Like that's the kind of nigga he is. Where he's like, oh, police corruption. Yeah. The the Punisher is a cab all the way. Right. Which is hilarious <laughs> to me that the cops have adapted him. And I was like, I just need you to read one. Read he thinks one. he's better than y'all. Right. But you know, I think it, it, it is comes with the education. When I first, I used to be a novice to Batman mm. um, beyond like multimedia and not actually reading a lot of his comics. Um, you guys are frozen. Am I oh, frozen? Uh, oh, no. there you go. Okay. We were okay. Just, we're yeah, just there standing you go. Still. Uh, but yeah, I used to I used to be a novice to Batman and 
I think because I watch mostly like the movies and stuff like that, I had a totally different perception of what Batman was. And then to read comics and to be like, yo, Batman is actually really anti-cop, mm-hmm. anti-this, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and I was able to grow and stuff. And I think that's where the disconnect is. People aren't willing to learn more and to right. look deeper. And so we have people who never read the comics writing Batman and stuff right. like that. Um, and then they're like, well, yeah, he's, yeah, I was like, yeah, he looks like some rich fascist in Westchester talking about what we doing in the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not who he is. Um, it is funny to slander Batman, but yeah, I always feel like it, reading the comics, it's like Batman is the dude that gives to the charity to help the people, that donates the time, and then comes out and beats up the people that are terrorizing the all people. Day. Like that's, he that's what all he's all day for the city, right? Right. He's like he really city. puts on for his city in a way that I never would. Like mm-hmm. if anything, like whatever that people say, like uh, Batman is a character that has to be white. Like I, I you know, I don't think any character has to be white. But that's the best argument because nobody's gonna feel like they own a city. The way a white dude feel right like in. white like white people be think talking about like America's economy like it's their bank account like you know like uh, we're down bad guys right now have you seen the GDP I'm like what the fuck they got to do with, with me I'm looking at yeah. my numbers in my bank account but I feel like a, a, a billionaire white dude would feel a level of like I'm gonna protect everybody I'm gonna give everybody money I'm gonna fucking house everybody and Black. I'm gonna beat up the people that mess with everybody the like whites. bro you're doing that a lot ultimately helps him in his business too right yes. so in all aspects he does feel ownership right. the Wayne Estates the Wayne conglomerate owns Gotham yes. right so he's like y'all got me looking crazy out here I'm trying to make these business deals don't nobody want to come out to Gotham and like okay? also, I'm trying book, to promote yeah. Gotham and, and y'all out here fucking it up and in the book he's always the one with the ideas that lose money you know yes. right? like, like he shows up to the board meeting like I feel what y'all saying but how about we don't sell any drones to the government and instead we put that money in the hood and everybody's like, who the fuck is you? What kind of rich white man are you? Right? Like, who are you about this meeting? Like, like, who is, who is, whose man is this? He'd be like, I hear what y'all saying, but why don't y'all invest more money so that the people over here at the asylum, you know, can get the help that they need and then turn around and catch him to put him in there, but he actually want to help them. Right. So he actually is paying for it. uh, Death in the Family. Uh, Was it Death in the Family? I've been reading a bunch of stuff with Harley Mm. Quinn. Or, I'm sorry, either Death in the Family or Mad Love. But Mm. the Joker breaks out of um, Arkham. And Batman's just sitting there with Jim Gordon. He's like, I've been telling y'all to up the security. No, no, he's talking to Alfred. And he's like, I've been trying to get them to up the Arkham security. And they just won't let me. I've been trying to donate this money and get it out here. Like, I'm trying to to die. Help me help y'all. Because they keep getting out. And, you know, secretly, I'm I'm the one that's got to catch them again. Yeah. That's right. I'm catching them. And I'm trying to put in the stuff. That's where where Batman. Help me help you. That's where Batman is too progressive because he won't kill this nigga. So Mm -hmm. he's he's like, I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't fuck with guns. I'm like, damn, this nigga a little too liberal. Yeah, he's an abolitionist. Like, you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to get a little to the middle. But I love that about him. I love that he believes in the that anyone can change. Of course. It's the only way. It's literally the only way for that kind of person to be a hero. Like, I I love the Elseworlds and the other tellings where they try to do, like, a dark Batman, and it just never really fully works, because you're like, the second Batman is 
pulling the fucking gun on people. Well, he's pulling out the blicky. It's like it don't feel the same, bro. Bruce, no, no. Bruce would have gave so- that man that Bruce would have gave that man a concussion, not a, a body bag. Yeah, cause- and, and he talks about that too in Death of the Family. Yeah. He this guy catches him by surprise and he knocks him out, and they're doing voiceovers. Yeah. Well, I mean it's text but yeah. in the, in his head he's like i i came down on him too hard yeah. so even then he knocks someone out he's like damn i'm so sorry my boy yeah. <laughs> and I think if, you, if you guys ever watched um batman beyond the yes yes yeah, my favorite the premiere is such a perfect way to it show is. that right yes. because he has a heart attack mid-fight yeah he's that bad this guy's about to beat him up or kill him and he pulls it he picks up a gun yeah he's shaking because yep. he, it's him or me, and the guy is like, "Yo, I've never seen the bad with the right. guy," and he runs, and that's when he realized he has to he retire. Has to quit. Because right, he's like, "If I'm at a point where I can only win by holding a gun, I can no longer be exactly. the Batman." And just the fear he had in himself, I was like, that, that's "You don't know Batman yes, at all." That's, that's my Bruce. <laughs> yes, and, and and the thing about Bruce, what I love about Bruce, Bruce is so white man. He's like, he told the Justice League, "I got so much money, I'm crazy." He was like, right. I, he was like, I'm so crazy that if y'all have to come get me, it's a motherfucking problem. You know Sorry. what I'm saying? That they was like, well, what do we, what do we do? Oh he was, yeah, at the end of um, <laughs> at the end of one of the animated movies, uh, where he had had everybody's weakness in the Justice League, yes! and I think Dude. the um, the bad guy stole the like his plans for how to take everyone down mm-hmm. except they made it more lethal because you know bruce wouldn't like kill these niggas but no. they straight up was like let's make a kryptonite bullet and kill superman and shit right. so at the end when they're kicking him out of the justice league you know because they're like nigga you had secret plans to, to beat us all up and he's like and they're like and what was the fail safe for you he was like y'all the justice league <laughs> like it's gonna take right. all of y'all but y'all were the fail safe i thought about that yeah <laughs> But also, like, that's so trill to talk mm-hmm. to a bunch of gods. They're all gods. Right. And be like, oh, y'all could, right? The right. Five of y'all don't have it. And for them to ask the question, I know his dick was a little hard. Right. To be like, yeah, 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 I'm worried about what I fail safe. Why is that a question for y'all? I'm a human. That's why right. I had to fail safe for all of y'all. Like, why? Yeah, that's one of the rawest moments of all time. Yes. And, and he's strategic. He's like, he's like, my shit is playing. So trust, if y'all gonna come after me, Gotham gonna have a bomb. Or like, it's gonna be something for y'all when y'all show up. It ain't gonna be easy mm-hmm. to take me down. Um, now, and I, I love, and mm-hmm. that's why he's trill. Like, there's an episode where, like, the Justice League um, and Justice League Unlimited, where they decide to say to do something mm-hmm. and like out themselves or something publicly. And Batman said, "Yo, beat, stay up. God bless." That's not me. And they're like, Batman, you have to. You're the leader. They're like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I really and wouldn't. I, and, and y'all, y'all be blessed. Yeah. Like he y'all wasn't got it. Yeah, he wasn't even like mad. He was just like, Oh, that's the way y'all gonna go? Cool. Cool. That's not how yeah. I get down. Yeah. I'll be at the crib. Couldn't beat me. Yeah. He's the ultimate <laughs> who all he the ultimate. The uh, he's a, he's the ultimate who all gonna be their superhero. Right. You know? He was like, y'all bulletproof, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I love the later seasons of Justice League because he's very much like, y'all got it? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I, know, I know people hated The Flash, mm, the movie, mm. but I love The Flash as a Batman movie, mm. um, especially the way that Michael Keaton was talking about, like, I love the way he played Batman. even down to the conversation that Ben Affleck had with The Flash and him right. understanding, like, bro, you said you could turn time. 
listen, I know what that means. Don't do it. Like, mm. just the conversation. But down to them going to fight Zod. And there's a scene where uh, Michael Keaton is fighting that big boy. Yeah. And the way he's climbing him and putting bombs on him and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Right. He gonna, he's a ninja. He's going to find a way. Yeah. He's going to find a way. He's not worried about y'all. Right. He's like, me? I'm going to do the best for me. Find a way to make a way. He, he was actually making the case for him be the, to be on Batman Beyond. Like, like, just, like, I yeah. would love a Batman Beyond movie and just kind of reboot it. And that would be yeah. great. Oh man, I, I think Michael tired though. He ready to go. I, I think he mm-hmm. could go either way. Like he, I think he's a thespian and he loves to act. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was surprised to see him in the Flash because I thought he was telling me in Birdman to let it go, and I did. I let it go. I let him go as a hero. Um, <laughs> so when he came back, I was like, "But Mike, we just talked." he liked playing bird he liked playing bird associated roles like he also is the vulture he and was. so he just yeah give him but some wings you, you, yeah, but give him some wings saying, so i thought he scratched that edge give him some wings he'll some be wings. in your movie that's all i'm saying like ah! if you're trying to cast michael keaton right now and you ain't got a set of wings on set uh, i he, i blame turn you down the road Why it's your fault you know, Why am I here? he gonna be in like <laughs> Touched by an Angel reboot or something. Like he need come to- on, Touched by an Angel, man, get that man some wings. <laughs> He's Dang. like me. He's like me. Okay, if you want me to show up places, get some wings. I don't care if it's some wings. Stop. I don't care if it's some wings. You know, I'm I'm gonna be there. Um, what about? So, have you said anything that you where people got mad at you and you were like, y'all right or? Like, have you had that moment yet? Or or hopefully never, knock on wood, but yeah. have you had it? Re- recently, it wasn't that bad. I just took the video down, but I watch, which is now my um, guilty pleasure, um, Jobless Reincarnation. Oh, I was yeah, talking I like about that. How, like, yeah, I was talking about how I felt like I raised Rudeus because I watched him, like, literally be birthed. And then, like, I'm watching him now going to college. Um, and people were like, this is this is not it. Like, this is pedophile. Da, 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 da. Mm. And, like, I was like, first of all, anytime I, I talk about pedophilia and, like, sexism and anime, y'all tell me to shut up. And this is a genre. But I'm I'm happy and proud to see that y'all are sticking a line and this is it. So I'm right. here. And then I instead asked the question, um, is it is he a pedophile because he has his former memories mm. if it's not like a vampire who's 200 years old who's right. 17 we're watching him grow with a dirty mind and i'm not right. gonna hold you i feel like six year olds think like that anyway yeah. but you know and i don't and also the character himself i always felt like was stunted mm-hmm. and like did wasn't being predatory he's like growing i don't yeah. know but it could just be that I, I banged with the anime and I was ignoring and making excuses. So that right. was something I had, I'm currently trying to figure out. I'm like, I just want yeah, to Yeah, I think that's anime. one of the things that strikes me about like the difficulty of doing the job you do mm-hmm. is because a lot of times because you hold water for so many things and you're observing so many things, even if there are issues that directly affect you, there are things that you're like, oh, but there's a certain type of person that may feel a way about this or this language is this or whatever. Um, I I wonder what it's like when you can't be everything for everybody or something just slips by or it's just something you just, you don't see yourself because it has, you know, like that's, it's a new thing for you. Like, um, because I think people can come down kind of hard or they come down with the like presumption of like the worst, like the worst presumption of like you meant Mm -hmm. to be 
mean or you mm-hmm. meant to not understand where I'm coming from or you saw this issue and you're okay with it. That's why you didn't talk about it. Like, what is that like? I think for the most part, I just stay quiet. If there's something I don't quite understand or, you know, or I I can't advocate to the fullest extent, like um, the Hogwarts Legacy game came out, right? And I was like, I grew up on Harry Potter. Harry Potter literally saved my life. Like, you know, quite literally took me to a place where I was like, I could be better. I'm special. But I understand this creator it makes my trans friends feel the way, but at the same time, I'm like, I got to read so many stuff written by racist people who talk crazy. I'm watching Guardians of Galaxy 3 right now, Chris Pratt, for sure. <laughs> Don't fuck with my people. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know, so just finding that line and I was like, you're right. I can't be everything for everyone. So mm-hmm. when I can't, I'm like, I'm just going to be quiet because what I can say or my thoughts on it can come out as maliciousness. And I know when I'm advocating for myself as a woman, as Afro-Latina, as a black woman, when people are talking about their excuses on why I shouldn't care, how it makes me feel. And so like, who am I to extend that to another community? Because I don't understand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for the most part, I just try to stay quiet. I try to stay out of it. I, I don't really stitch much unless it's in jest. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or do it, or I don't talk about topics unless I know for certain there's no way you could turn like Tory Lanes every day. I don't right. care what happens. I'm not Jonathan Majors. I, I didn't say anything. Right. I didn't say anything because I was like, it's a white woman. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, I, I believe in women all the time. Right. And I get, and, and there's something there. She may be lying, right. but maybe, but I don't know. And so I'm going to be quiet. Right. And I want, and I think that's where a lot of, creators make the mistake is they they're so quick to be like the first one to speak on it and they want to be the one to to hit it and i think that's where that mistake so it's like if i really want to talk about something i was like sometimes i'll film the video send it to some friends wait a day or two and i'm like what what do you think or i wait because somebody else is going to make that mistake and i get to Mm. watch it so (laughs) i think that's baby that's baby syndrome in me i'm a i'm the baby so i get to watch i got to watch my siblings like Mm. test the waters and then be like so these are the things that should not be doing because this Uh, is also it's hard to talk it's hard to talk about some of these things in a minute and a half Right. So it's like you wouldn't even. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you wouldn't even really be able to get into the complexities of some of the stuff when it's, you know, when it's like, it's like I have a minute and a half to get to the things I've noticed. And yeah, a lot of times you do have to leave stuff for people to, like, that's my thing is like, there's certain issues people might have with something that I don't have the issue. Right. I can even understand their issue, but I might not really relate to it. Right. Like, I might. I might be able mm-hmm. to, to understand it, but I don't want to regurgitate their issue or like try to, you know, be like, I heard them say this and now I'm saying it because that's how I feel. It's like, no, I'm saying it because they said it. And I think I want to, I want, they, I liked what they said and I want to say it now to like boost what they're saying. But there's times where there's just people feel multiple ways as a black person. There's so much shit that we have where, I can understand how someone can feel two ways about the same thing and be like, yeah, both of y'all are black and have your own like point of view. And I don't feel like one of you has to be wrong, but I understand where both of you are coming from. And then when you get to other experiences that aren't mine, I definitely like I'll There's things on the show. We'll wait. We'll be like, uh, cause the other thing you realize too, when you make content all the time, 
new shit gonna keep happening. Yes, I so have like, a rule. Mm-hmm. There's time to 72 hours. Like that's how the internet works. I give it 48 to, to 72 hours. Uh, and a lot of times by then people have moved on to something else. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece and of candy. And there's times where you jump out and you really be wrong, and then Correct. it'd be like, damn, this nigga made me mm-hmm. look like a fool. If I would have waited 48 more hours. I would have been fine, but right. I, I had to be first. And then yeah. some new shit dropped, and you like, damn, they got me. So I definitely feel you on that. You know what? And you don't get a gold star cookie for being first and yeah. wrong. You get dragged for that. What what about being stitched though? Like, what does it feel like to be stitched? Like, do you does that like you get a notification on TikTok like you got stitched? And then you go look at the video, and then it's like you're hard in your chest. Like, is this motherfucker about to say some froggy shit? Or are they about to have my back? Yeah. Any anytime I'm stitched, uh, my heart does drop because I'm like, <laughs> it's rare that people are stitching or duetting me because they agree. Normally, it's mm-hmm. like to talk about it, and some stitches I don't see um, because like some people I block will right. stitch me, will download my stuff wow. and stitch. Um, so that's typically how I find out I'm stitched. Um, so like like I was saying, that big con- controversy was because this huge creator that I blocked, mm. someone shared my video on his Discord and he felt it was appropriate to make like four videos to, and stitched it, but then couldn't tag me. So they mm. found me, you know, they found me on my own. So yeah, normally when I see stitches, I'm like, oh Lord, these are not, they're never like nice. They're never yeah. like, oh, da, da, da. Or it's never like fun. Like sometimes right. I do have people who like stitch for fun yeah. and I'm like, cool. But normally the stitches are like, this, this chick is wrong. I hate her. She's what's wrong with the world right now. Uh, what is what is the world coming to? We can't do anything. And so I'm like, dang, these are stitches. But then like, if I turn them off, yeah. That doesn't really do anything. You can they're gonna yeah. screen record and stuff like that. And then the same with the comments. Like, um, I can't turn those off too because they're just gonna flood my other comments. Right. So I just leave it open. I think I I restricted my comments and I put a lot of keywords in my yeah. Miguel O'Hara one. And I think there's like six thousand comments that are I need to go through. There's wow. fifteen thousand comments on that video, but there's six thousand comments that have the word the n-word in it wow. have like the b-word in it have grape the real word for grape and wow. it are all six thousand people felt that way because i talked about a cartoon i mean he's fine right i get it like he's handsome but like i was like there's nothing i say that that's that right. serious you know what wow. I mean? oh my god i can't even imagine like i just mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine that on both sides. Like, I've had people say mean things to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine what it's like to be so upset that you are, like, threatening people over a fucking opinion <laughs> on a goddamn cartoon opinion, movie, man. A fictional character. It's just, like, and I've, like, I've, seen fictional- a, I've seen opinions on things where you're like, man, fuck them. I disagree with that. But I've to this day have yet to be like i'm gonna fuck you up i'm always like yeah i, I mean i disagree but like i'm gonna watch the, the movie and enjoy it for myself because that's what i do <laughs> when i like a thing i don't feel the need to like hurt someone's feelings who doesn't like the thing right and and even in this case it's super wild because you weren't like i hate this movie you were just like this character but, but people you know? people interpret criticisms critiques and analysis if they're not 100 positive right in that critique or analysis that you're saying that you don't like the movie so people interpreted me analyzing this character as me saying the movie wasn't good and i was like clearly i'm making six seven videos about this movie it's because i was deeply invested and i 
was able to analyze it. I it had my I, I was able to read everything from it. Mm-hmm. But like people are not that smart. And so that that's mm-hmm. something I had to like realize. Cause even when I followed up and say, okay, I'm sorry, I trusted y'all too much. Like I used I didn't use the verbs. I didn't put I, I started putting a like um a little warning label that says like I'm analyzing things and people are still like really upset or like just that you're flip-flopping you're wrong i'm like i'm trying to explain more right. uh but yeah i couldn't imagine being that consumed with something that you're like i'm gonna threaten this woman mm-hmm. uh you know because she's i, had I, the don't, I don't have i don't have that in me like I'm, i don't know what it is i don't have that that thing in me the other thing for me too yeah. is i'm they've made it to where i'm afraid to disagree in a fun way with my friends online because if it's in a Mm -hmm. if it's in a space where everyone can see it too many people take it serious so like Mm -hmm. if i see a video and and like playfully want to be like oh man that ain't that's not how it is fuck that Mm -hmm. somebody will really be like yeah because fuck her right and it's like whoa no no no, i meant it's a fun like me and my friend are saying (laughs) the person that i know she said she like xbox i say i like playstation then we like joke and then it's cool it's not like let's dox her, you know? So I don't like, there's times I don't even like, I do all, all my stuff through like text or like a mm-hmm. DM or something like that. When it's a friend, because I, I really don't trust the, the, the internet and like people taking your stuff and like stitching it. And and it's always in bad faith. They're never going to take right. you. Like, they're never going to be like, well, you know what? Here's why I disagree with her. It's always like, this is what's wrong with the internet, bros. It's like, fuck, man. It's it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird to see black men, especially, stitch me and say like, especially when I say something like, if you're not in my community, like, I don't want to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. For them to be like, wow, how dare she? I'm like, so y'all have never said right. anything. You've never said something as a black man where you're like, this is unique to me. And if you're not here... You're not gonna understand me. Like that's that red, never that's, that's never that, I think that's that like red pill kind of clout, you know, get the click type of thing. Cause that's something white dudes have been doing. And there's a lot of black dudes that come into the space and just see what the successful white dudes are doing. Right. And just go, I'ma do that. And it's like, what mm-hmm. but even if they're doing stuff like justifying racism, yep, I'ma do that. That's that's what mm-hmm. got him a million views. And by the way, it ain't going to work. You're never going to get the million views the white people get because at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to out-racist the racist. Like, no, you're not. Right. Part of the reason people are coming to you is to be like, oh, look at how he dunked on this black woman. Uh, they're not going to be like, and I love this black man's opinion so much. <laughs> they don't care. Right. Like, and, and that's like, I was like, you don't see that everyone who's agreeing with you is a man or white. You sh- you should you should reevaluate, right? Like for me, I'm like, all right, I'm being canceled right now, but I'm being canceled by Kevin Samuel's talk, right? And like you know, and and white talk, right? I think I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, I think you who, are too. Like I'll be alright. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to read those messages, but like at the same yeah. time, I have to remind myself, like like I said, it's not gonna affect my bag. Right. These are not people I want to interact with. And honestly, right. when I see them in the streets. Y'all, they be scared. I got it. Right. They never right. had that same energy. They never oh, yeah. had that same energy. Also, like, honestly, dog, I because we run into this with the podcast for years. People used to say this and be like, you know, if you did your show like this or you talked about this or you didn't talk about blank, you'd have more listeners. And it's always like, yeah, but 
I don't value the listeners that can't handle me saying fuck Trump. Like if they right. like yeah. if they really need me to not say that, knowing what I look like in this country and what I obviously believe, then why the fuck would I need them to like support my show? What are they really supporting at that point? Right. And I think one thing the social media has given us is the ability to be our own individual brand and to pick for ourselves mm -hmm. um but there comes conflict with that like i saw you had a video about it i also read the piece about it but the thing where it's like critics versus influencers and the movie you need movie critics to be critical or how else are movies gonna be better if no one's critical and uh, the influencers are only saying good things about movies and they would never give a real opinion it's all being bought and sold like uh what did you think about that conf controversy and how do you handle that conflict I, I thought that was hilarious because I was like, y'all don't see me here. Uh, but like, <laughs> I was like, for us to say that these big reviewers have no conflict mm -hmm. is insane to me. I'm like, you tell me Robert and Ebert was given, for, he, they, you were they reviewing Boys in the Hood? Like, were right. they, like, they were giving, uh, they were, these reviewers be at parties. Mm -hmm. They be at the same parties that I'm at. The only difference is they could do it in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And so that was my biggest thing. I'm like, you think that there's no impropriety going on with reviewers because they're doing it for a site that you deem. I was like, that's elitism on a level that, you know, we're not given. And someone mentioned like, um, they have integrity. They have to work about, worried about. I'm like, but we also have integrity and it's on front street. That guy who wrote that article, I don't know his name. Right. And so he could write an article tomorrow about something different and I wouldn't know, right? Versus when I say something, people save it and wait for me to, to say the contrary. People harbor that, people hold on to it. People associate it with my face and my stance from then on. So I have to keep a level of integrity because of the way that I interact. And yes, these studios pay me but they pay me because of the trust that I've fostered from my following. Right. And if I, I start to cap, people are going to feel it. Now, there are times I think that I've left out some critiques, but that's not on my page. Right. That's on their page. Like I've done some reviews for a studio and given it to them to live on their page. Mm -hmm. But for reviews on my page, I'm always very clear. And I think a lot of people, even the people who... Like, I get it. People hate Straw Hat Goofy, and I, I can see why. Like, he's my boy, but I get why he rubs people the wrong way. But at the same time, I'm like, I've seen him do both. I've seen him, like, say the truth, say what he doesn't like, but I've also seen him. I'm like, like he was so, he was going so hard for Avatar Away in the Water. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. No way. No way this is real. But at the same time, I was like, get your bag. I felt right. it. But that same thing could happen if I was right, like what would be different if I was writing for Rotten Tomatoes, right. who's getting, where are they getting their ad space from? Right. Right. Zappos? No. They're getting it from Warner Brothers. They're getting right. it from these studios. How they getting, who's going to the press junkets? We just getting invited to press junkets. Right. Who's been at those press junkets, Critics. meeting the celebrities, knowing them, knowing them, knowing them by heart, shaking their hands, talking to them all the time. Like, it's the same, y'all. And the only difference is we cut out the middleman right. and it's scaring. It's scaring people that we're able to we're able to achieve this level of notoriety and wealth without including these white men right. and these white women to help us out. Yeah. I mean, we're we're official like 
movie critics and we've even like we get so much free shit it's mm-hmm. crazy and when it shit. comes time for like uh, the award season they send us so much stuff like it's yes. we're throwing shit out because we didn't ask for the stuff and it'd be stuff mm-hmm. like netflix sending us a box mm-hmm. of shit so like netflix everybody got netflix they'll send us like a screener like a disc that's fine because maybe i'm a person that doesn't have their service right right but then they'll send us like a sweater a, a candle, book. a book, the making of, some some free coffee. And it's like, well, that is definitely to engender goodwill in my mm-hmm. review. And in my vote for the, that, like, that is exactly what's happening. Because people will remember those gifts. So, like, even when mm-hmm. I read that as a critic, I was like, you're not being full-fledged honest. Because there's critics mm-hmm. that are hacks. There's influencers that feel more honest than certain critics. There's Agreed. also critics that seem to, like, really delve hard into negativity because mm-hmm. almost every critic will just say criticism is negative. It, if you listen, they'll, they'll act like it's not, but if you listen to how they start talking about why it's important to be a critic, it's always goes to the, cause someone needs to be negative about it. But what the fuck has that really well, improved in the, in the hundred years of criticism? When have we been like, man, if it wasn't for that criticism, <laughs> And this movie would have, like, and, and that's not what criticism is. Right. That's not what critiques are, especially movie critics. It's analyzing and discussing right. what you enjoyed, maybe what you didn't enjoy. Because right. some movies are perfect. I thought Purby was perfect, mm-hmm. uh, and I was ready to critique it. But once they let that line off, talking about Margot Robbie's the wrong person to cast, yeah. it's like, perfect. Yeah. And so, am I not a critic? If, right. I am saying, I mean, I saw, I consumed this media. I thought it was perfect. This is what it's supposed to be. This is my point of view on what I like. The term critic is not about criticism. It's about thinking critically, you know, we're thinking critically, but, but if you let most, once it gets to this type of fight, it ends up turning into like, but if I can't tell you the movie is bad, how you going to know it's bad? It's like, cause everyone goes to watch the movie on their own. When's the last time a critic has truly been like important in that way to people? Like right. I know they're important in the circle of criticism. Like there's a hierarchy in the social network there. But like, when's the last time you like, if it wasn't for this movie review, people would have yeah. thought this shit was good. Like it's never been that way. Never. So it's it feels like a way to elevate critics so you can diss the influencer who is just now starting to get the access, just now starting to get things. Right. And mm-hmm. like I said, obviously I'm sure on for critics and influencers, there are some people that are like, I'm just a shill, right? Send me a bag, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you it's great. But even with a lot of those folks, they don't hide it. They be like, they, don't. they fucking sent me out here. I don't give a fuck. This is the greatest movie of all time. I'm in a hotel in California. Right. And, and we have to disclose it. That's another right. thing. Critics are not obligated to disclose the gifts that we they give every gift that we receive anything any event we go to we have to disclose that and i think that's a level of integrity that people don't discuss right but to your point rod i did a scathing review for avatar where i was going to say the last airbender mm-hmm. way of the water <laughs> uh, that too and when i did it went viral like i'm yeah. sure like my friend works for marvel and she said they were playing my video in a meeting, mm. right? That's how viral that video went. 
it went. It, the movie made two billion dollars. Right. It did nothing. But right. and, and people saw it. And people did not. That's not. And so right. that that right. gallant like I need to save the words for the movie. If people want to see the movie, they're going to see the movie. Right. Even if they don't, if they don't got nothing to do, they're going to go see this movie. Right. And the, and that's the thing. And that's why a lot of times we see the scores, you see the critic scores in the people at home scores. And sometimes they are match, but most of the time they're not. And sometimes it's a huge disconnect because so, you have fans that go, I know this is a shitty movie. You can fuck about what y'all saying. I'm going to go see it. And then critics are mad that it's number one. Well, yeah. It, the movie might not be for you because the thing about critics too, particularly, you know, being a movie critic, some of them don't need to cover certain movies. If you know mm-hmm. that you don't like this genre movie, why are you covering it? It's also that the way that we discuss movies changed about 10 years ago. Right. And people talk about movies like stock now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. crit- critics are not immune to that. Mm-mm. It's the reason not like almost every critic will try to hit you with the like weird film school take of like all these big budget summer movies are the problem people need to get independent films what's happening to that and then it's like at the same time when people have opportunities to see independent films they're also not a monolith some of them are shit some of them mm-hmm. are good some sometimes people go out of their way and they go fucking fine they're like everything everywhere all at but once what? we're fucking going to see that yes. shit we're gonna make that's gonna make so much money and sometimes it's, hey, man, we saw the movie. We wasn't feeling it like that. And it won't matter if you gave it five stars or you gave it zero stars. The people kind of speak about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people feel like they're picking winners and losers now. Mm-hmm. And so the critic hey. is like, I told y'all this is the movie to see. And you know what the problem is? These goddamn influencers. They're telling you to see The Flash or whatever. You're like, dude, what are you it's talking about? Me. It's yeah. not me. It's not me. I will say this too. Like critically, I could understand the movie is critically bad as in like as a critic. Because um, I, I work with um, Cherry Pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if I'm analyzing the movie, if I'm going by score, script, right. things like that, this movie is bad. But did I enjoy the movie? And right. I think there's something else that's different, Those are right? Two different so things. My right. critic score could be high, and I'm like, okay, like Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan. I love both of them. Right. I'm sure as a critic, I could watch this and be like, this movie is an A plus. It's perfect, right? right. The script, the the way. But I know as a black woman, I can't watch American propaganda for three for three hours. Mm-hmm. And so it would if I was just a viewer, I'd be like, I don't want to do it. Cocaine Bear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Cocaine Bear is perfect. I saw is that. it That's a perfect a good, example. I enjoyed cocaine deal. Me yeah. too. Start to finish. It I delivered dying. exactly what it told me. A I was cocaine do. and a bear. You know yeah. why I showed up. Is it is it gonna get an Oscar? No, no. But soon as but that, like, soon as a ten year old, soon as a ten year old does cocaine in a movie, you got me. Like you, I, I need weird. to see what happens next. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I gotta see what's up. I gotta see what's up, and it's not. It's not Casablanca. I don't right. think it's gonna be like this. But but to your cinema. earlier point, it is interesting because essentially what that article came off to me as is saying that legacy media is the only way to go, and whatever we do with legacy media is okay. But what these new niggas doing is different. And I'm like, yeah. if your publication gets money from the same movies that you have to critique, there's you could argue there's a conflict of interest there. You know, just because like 
DC or Marvel or Warner Brothers or whoever puts an advertisement on your website or in your newspaper, we don't say, well, that critic clearly is going to give that movie a good score or that critic is going to uh, be beholden to the whims of who, like the movie's not actually good. DC took out an ad in the newspaper. We don't do that to you. So it's, right. it, a lot of it feels just like, don't trust them new niggas, which, you know, <laughs> right. I, I'll and, never be with. And, and also right. it's one of the things that they did with Netflix because particularly yeah. during the pandemic, everybody had to stream. Yeah. So nobody was taking their asses to the motherfucking movie theaters. Then all of a sudden, everybody's tone changed and you started, re- they started releasing all that stuff, mm-hmm. the kind of mimicking Netflix. And right. it's like, for me, it could be very frustrating. Like I said, that separation. And then you wonder why you have these award shows and every year the ratings have gone down. Like every year statistically mm-hmm. they say how the ratings go down. They don't understand why the ratings go down because people go, we like things. We love shit. The shit that the masses go watch. Y'all wouldn't even consider as yeah. movie of the year. They're you, never going to get like, you won't uh, put it up. Just so people are like, why the fuck would I watch yeah, this? They don't want to. And, and why, why did the movie talk influencer, the, the TikTok critic become so popular? Right. And I think that's what people are forgetting. Why are we here? Why do you trust me over Rotten Tomatoes, over IGM, right? right? Because I was bringing to you real and you felt that connection where you're like, this is someone that I could connect to from my experience. And I'm not secret about it. You know, if I'm talking about The Flash, I'm talking about it as somebody who's been reading Flash comics since she was a child. Right. You know, who watched Michael Keaton going to bed, bedtime story. And so I'm going to receive it as someone like that. And so my critiques are going to be different. Does that make right. me biased or does it give it a different lens than that white boy who never read the flash? who's talking about the movie. Right. Um, and so I think that's something too, that they and left out was the also, nuance and how white critics are too. Also we're right. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. And also we're all part of a tapestry. Right. Like mm-hmm. the idea that like a fan or a moviegoer is going to one source and it's like this critic told me what to see and what not to see or this influencer will tell me what to see and what like if they're anything like me like I'm looking all over the place to be like right. okay well what did Frankie think okay cool I know her history of, of loving DC and, and, and the agenda over there with DC versus Marvel. I'm going to you for that content. It, right. it's, so I'm going to I know what your um I know what your like background is mm-hmm. when it comes to a critic. If I read that critic, I know their background. I know if they like indie shit. I know if they don't like uh, if they don't like a certain director and stuff. Um, and then also the last thing I'll say about this topic is they're talking about an age of criticism that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. motherfuckers right. now are just hitting the enter button on the goddamn uh website mm-hmm. with no editor no oversight no Man, ethics committee my pet is editors that criticism is not the same i still remember reading like this one woman's critic criticism and it was for like the new york times or something it was like a black woman but she was shitting on all the black stuff and I was like, I just had a, 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 a realization of like, what does it matter if we get representation, but the representation is the same opinion that white people had about the shit in the first place where you're right. like, I don't feel represented. Like, yes, you have a black person. Do I feel represented? No, I'd rather go listen to an influencer talk about this or someone. If I enjoyed something, I want to hear someone who enjoyed it talk about it as well. So right. I think a lot of it is that. Um, the last thing I want to get into with uh, with you about how did you decide DC over Marvel? And how have you been able to stick with that 
for so long with these movies. <laughs> um, I I was milestone made me committed to DC. Like I said, when I grew up, yo, say what you want about the X Men, they were white. Mm. Milestone had actual, yeah, actual black static people. shock, yeah, yeah. And I know there was some impropriety with how it was acquired, but obviously I did not know that when I yeah, was yeah, you eight. couldn't right, uh, right. Kids. I couldn't know. And like, so all I saw was DC was pushing out comic books. Dwayne, I met my dad. My dad and I met Dwayne McDuffie mm-hmm. um, at some random event, and it was the first time. My dad is very stoic, and he's normally the center of the room. Um, and so it was the first time I saw him revere someone. I have so much respect for someone. Mm. And so, you know, that that's what really had me DC to stay DC yeah. is the comic books for sure. Okay. The comic books, the animation. And as a, and I think animations is fun. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think watching Marvel movies and then going back to a comic book. I think I would start to blend and create and think of movies in my own head and I have enough of an imagination. And that's why it makes it easy for me to stay. Cause I'm like, I get it. Y'all think this is cute. They, y'all playing with scraps. This not even Marvel. This not even Marvel's hottest. Okay. They sold that. They sold that. Okay. And yeah, we can't get it right. I get it. We're going to though. Cause when this hit, when this hit, when this hit. And so that's what I. That's what I really. Because I'm like, the comic books don't even like Marvel. Yeah. Not even touching. I mean, Marvel, to make like, a sports analogy, I feel like you're a diehard Knicks fan. Dang, I was gonna say Cowboys, but Cow- definitely yeah, I'm, Cowboys, I'm, I'm Knicks. Where you're like, listen, we gonna get we, that. We ring. had a heyday, and we okay, we got back, some things. We working on some things. I remember Patrick Ewing. Yes. Okay, don't yes. say We this drafted year is our year every year. We drafted Blue this Beetle. Is the- okay. <laughs> Yo, yes! and I saw Ruido. I, I was kind of sad. I was like, damn this strike, fuck these studios. Cause I was so ready to do 12 videos yeah. on Rubido, and I thought it'd be over by now, but obviously people couldn't get it together. Right. But like, yes, I saw Blue Beetle, and honestly, I'm very excited. I know people are doing pushback against James Gunn, yeah. but I'm like, there's not one James Gunn superhero property that we don't think slaps. Right. Right. Uh, so and I was like, I think he's perfect because like DC is whimsical. It's very whimsical. Like they have very heavy themes, but it's ridiculous. And I think that's the issue is that like on the surface, like Zack Snyder was looking at stuff on the surface. He probably read a Frank Miller Batman movie or something. And that's what he is saying, assigning to this universe. But James Gunn actually read the book. So he knows he's like, these are serious things, well, Zach, but Zach's going to fight somebody covered in polka dots. He's going to do Zach something Snyder ridiculous. feels like he's drawn to like injustice storylines, mm-hmm. which know? are real. Right. Nobody, yeah, no one who reads DC exactly. is like, it just, and it's funny. I was making a story. I mm-hmm. did a video for uh, Max, for HBO Max, about how Superman is uncorruptible and people yeah. are like watching justice. I'm like, Y'all need to read Injustice because yeah. no one who's ever read it ever thought this is Superman. And right. literally, that's the point. In yeah. no universe would this be, they don't even consider it Elseworlds. Yeah. This is it's just very a much, book. It's like, it's like um, people that are, it's the concept I get, like the concept that Zack Snyder went for, which is this like absolute power corrupts absolutely. And even if all these people had all this fucking power and they like, 
even the way they saved the rest of us would be like fucked up because no one's supposed to be that powerful which is a super cool idea and they've done it in the boys and they've done it in uh in invincible they've done it like they've yeah. done it a bunch of different ways a bunch of different times to do it with such beloved figures mm-hmm. is just there's a there's a blowback to that that is just i don't think he was ready for and i think at the time dc thought that that fan base was a lot bigger than they were the the like Zack snyder hive mm-hmm. and so i think mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff like has been james gunn has been able to like kind of see through that i think having himself even been targeted by like right-wing people that were trying to use his old tweets to like bring yeah. him down he knows like the internet's powerful but it's not a hundred percent real so you can't it trust was, that it was well-founded tweets i think i i do disagree right i think the mm-hmm. Zack snyder hide is huge big enough mm-hmm. for them to invest millions of dollars to bring back the justice league was just an unedited but, it was the okay same movie. here's the only thing but, if it's that yeah. huge why they didn't do numbers you see what i'm saying like because they like right. to me to me they're huge in that the way they feel online feels right. like this is a mm-hmm. mandate if you close your eyes what is the average DC fan? Oh, it's these these Zack Snyder guys. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think there's way more DC fans in the world than people even can count. Like, yes. especially like of, of diversity and all that stuff. Because look at the cartoons. Look at um, the animated uh, shows. Look at uh, how much the Dark Knight trilogy was was bringing in. Clearly, there's a lot of us that aren't just like white dudes threatening people right. online. Correct. So like, I think the internet allowed those people to concentrate and then like focus on harassing people at, that work at DC to make it seem like this is what a DC fan is. And I, as a fan of like DC and nerddom and Marvel, it did a disservice to people like us. Cause it's like, no, 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 we're not with them. We're not with right, them. We're not. <laughs> I don't know them over there. I yeah. think also who let Zach them in the room? did such a good job at casting people who look like yes. the, the characters. Mm-hmm. And so people felt connected to that. Because right. like every day, whenever someone says they're a DC fan and say they love Henry Cavill Superman, I'm, I'm like, then you ain't never read a Superman yeah. comic. To he looks exactly like him. I thought right. he was great. Mm-hmm. But I was like, y'all watched him let his dad die? I thought right. that was... That was your Superman, right. like, and they're like, you, you, no, Jonathan can't always dies. I'm like, the point is, it's out of his hands. Yeah. For it to be in within his reach, for right. him to be able to and to choose not to, is the antithesis of who Superman is. The and for scout. you to say, right, and then you say, oh, but Henry Cavill's a fan. I'm like, no, because right. I saw him white fight tooth and nail for The Witcher to make yep. sure it was coming out the way that he felt like yep. should come out. And he didn't do that for Superman, so he agreed. He right. agreed that this was a good well, Superman. Well, I won't. No. Hold on, let's, I'm not gonna say he agreed. I'll just See, say okay. Maybe he didn't agree. We, You're he right. might because he, he might not agree, but he definitely learned a fucking lesson because he went into The Witcher like we need to get this right. Like, mm, yeah. like he that's was fair. like, that's fair. Yeah. That's where he fought. But he didn't fight for the second one. He did the Justice League. It yeah. was one day he did Batman versus Superman. I like, think. Well, that that helped one. that helped him get the clout to be able to because he eventually walked off The Witcher. He didn't get his way. So like, right. I think that gave him the clout to be like, next this won't happen twice. Like next mm. time this shit happens, mm. I'll quit. Like y'all, y'all won't be CGI my mustache. Yeah, like he that's fair. like that's this fair. nigga went to make this nigga went <laughs> to make Warhammer. I'm not shitting on Warhammer at all. I'm just I'm it's not my fandom, right? Right. But the fact that he's a super fan and his next project was like, 
I'm making the shit I want to make with the people I want to make it about the nerd shit I'm into. I'm like, it feels like a lesson was learned from Henry Cavill. Like, you can't just trust these motherfuckers to get it right. I'll quit. (laughs) And and Zack Snyder would... Yeah, when that new Zack Snyder cut came out, I was expecting a different movie. And the fact that people can't see that it's the exact same movie with better, with different editing, I was like, y'all, this is just context. Y'all know what context is, but this is a four hour movie. If your movie's four hours, it's not a good movie. That means you don't know how to tell a story correctly. And you don't know how to edit. One thing about that man, he don't give a fuck about an editor. You be like, nobody wants to see eight hours of this bullshit. You got an editor for a reason. Make it a show. Make it a show. Right. Make it a series. Make he's, doing, he's doing a two-part movie thing called rebel moon for netflix and in the interview that he just gave he's already saying how he needs to do a five-hour cut that he's gonna release and i'm like bro how are you still <laughs> doing you, this hey baby and, and then me, and then you put it in imax ratio yeah. i was like y'all letting him play in your face right he knew we were all watching it from our flat screens Nobody was going to watch this in IMAX. Why would he put it in IMAX? He's spinning in y'all faces. <laughs> and y'all let him. Y'all saying more, daddy, please. Right. Oh. Like, 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 what is happening here? I, you know, so I please. bet you they had an editor and every editor either quit or got fired. Cause they'd be like, hey, oh, sure. uh, uh, sir, sir, sir. I, 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 I don't think we need that. I don't think, oh, you're fired. Uh, like, you know, they just, Dude, they bash just don't work the next day. Like, right. the fuck is this? People got divorced over yeah. that. Zach he just kept walking. Already know it. He just kept yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came uh, home and they were like, you don't understand, Karen. I'm trying to do that. And then you're like, you're taking it out on me, right? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be here. I, can't, I feel like Zach. Blood pressure going, going up. I feel like Zack Snyder just walks into the editing bay and goes, more slow motion. And they're like, they're like no, no, it's already slow. Slower. It could be slower. Slower, Zack? <laughs> you need them to see every movie. Right. You What's... need them to see the reaction of right. that guy all the way back there. Gotta see. Right. What's the film runtime right now? Zach, we're already at three hours and 45 minutes. It can still be 15 minutes slower. You know what? He Go goes, back. He goes slower and darker and yeah. grayer. Yeah. And you're like, they eventually ain't going to be able to see nothing. There's a lot of color. There's a lot of color in this third act. Make everyone grayscale. Too shiny. In slow motion. Grayscale. All right. Frankie, this has been so fun. This has been fun. Really, we really enjoy you. I really do. I love all your stuff on Instagram. Rooting for you uh i love i hope you get even more robots following you down the street you know (laughs) we love to see it okay we love a brand deal um tell everybody where to find you and like how to you know how to best uh get get into your content absolutely so you guys can follow me on all platforms as fantastic frankie except for on the bird which i barely use any well the x um, which I barely use as Fanboy Fighter. Um, and I actually do do reviews um, for my own site, fanboyfighter.com. I just started it. Um, so you guys can check that out as well. But definitely, um, if you guys like my conversation here today, definitely check it out. That's basically how I speak on my pages, just in shorter forms. Uh, and you both, Karen, I'm so glad to have met you. Um, oh, Rod, thanks for having me. I really hold you both in really high regard. Oh, I think. Thank you. Thank Everything you guys say are so thoughtful. You're welcome. I, I do. I do. I mean, you guys are really good. You guys are really good <laughs> and thoughtful and smart. Oh. Um, and I just feel smarter from, you know, like, you're like, I have on NPR. It's like, I have no black guys. <laughs> um, I just, 
That is also like very, very black. Um, and so I just want to say I appreciate y'all. Oh, I appreciate everybody. Who's Same to you. Honest. And like, uh, go follow Frankie. Honestly, like I said, it will not let you down. Um, hop in the comments, you know, make a joke. Uh, you know, disagree in a fun fashion, like keep it fun. Cause I, 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 I love, keep it cute. I actually love when people like keep mix cute. it up. You know what I mean? Like I like when people mix it up in the fun way, not the bullshit way. Right. And, and like, mm -hmm. I think, I think you have created like a really good, like cool space. Mm -hmm. It's very inclusive and it's still, and it's like fun. Your fans are funny. Like I'll read the comments yes. sometimes and just be laughing at yeah. what people are saying. So I just think you're doing like such a dope job and, and you're so dope. So we'll definitely have to have you back and then like Yay. do a regular episode to yes, talk about news and play games and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, keep killing yeah. them. Um, we'll be back Saturday for our feedback show. Don't forget live show. The link is in the uh, show notes, Yay. virtual, uh, in person. Mm -hmm. We want to see you. It doesn't matter. And um, oh, shit. I'm so glad I remembered. Uh, make sure you get your ticket before the day of if it's virtual, because the people just told me like the way that Zoom works is they have to shut it down the day before mm -hmm. with sales so that they're not still trying to make, make last minute purchases and getting oh, everyone's they, they, email address oh, and links oh, and all that stuff. About, uh, 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 streaming. Yes. So okay. if you're streaming, if you're watching virtual, buy your ticket before. Do not buy it the day of because it's going to be impossible. And you're going to be, I know someone's going to be emailing us the next day. Like I would have bought the tickets. Now, you know, no excuses. We'll see you Saturday for the feedback yeah, show. And also, if you're international and you're having issues, let us know. Yeah, if you're international, yeah. email me because apparently people be trying to hack Blumenthal Performer Arts. Right. We've gotten a couple people tickets already. They need, like, your IP address or something so they can make sure you get your, that you know, not a you get your ticket. Because I don't know who trying to hack Blumenthal. Blumenthal I don't know what they got against the Black Tips, but... They scared and they just being they being extra secure. So right. all right, y'all. We'll talk to you Saturday. Until next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.